Thus saith the Lord, Adam was not deceived, but the woman was deceived and became a transgressor. See, it really is all woman's fault. <laughs> the battle of the sexes is officially over. Man wins, woman loses. But is that really St. Paul's point? Yes, yes it is. <laughs> but wait a minute. What about Romans 5.12? Sin came into the world through one man. Or Romans 5.15? Many died through one man's trespass. Or 1 Corinthians 15.22? In Adam all die. What then is St. Paul getting at when he writes that Adam was not deceived, but the woman was? The fourth century church father, John Chrysostom, writes, Adam transgressed, not captivated by the appetite, but merely from the persuasion of his wife. In other words, while Adam and Eve both sinned, the nature of their sins does indeed differ. Whereas Eve was deceived by the serpent and sinned, Adam was not deceived and still sinned. Which, if you think about it, actually makes Adam's sin worse than we commonly assume. He was not deceived, but instead made a conscious choice, a deliberate decision to listen to the woman rather than God. Now this happens to be Paul's argument for why women can't be pastors. In the first place, it's against the order of creation. Adam was made first, then Eve. Adam was to be the preacher and Eve the listener. That was God's good order. In the second place, it was precisely the reversal of this good order that brought about the fall. Eve listened to the serpent and fell. Adam listened to the woman and fell. Adam chose her word over God's. So woman preaching to man is precisely how we got ourselves into this mess. And what God says to Adam bears this out. Because you have listened to the voice of your wife and have eaten of the tree of which I commanded you, you shall not eat of it, Cursed is the ground because of you, etc., etc. So you can see the difference. While Eve was deceived and became a transgressor, Adam was not deceived but chose the woman's word over God's word. So, by the word and teaching that came from the woman, man fell. Now, if you've bought into the whole egalitarian mindset of the Western world, then you're going to be pretty put off by these plain words of Scripture. You've likely been indoctrinated to reject any differences between the sin of Adam and the sin of Eve, because that would, of course, be sexist. But in refusing to see the differences between the sins of Adam and Eve, you will also be blinded to the profound beauty and the profound symmetry of God's salvific plan. In a sermon for Christmas, St. Augustine preached, 
For of course, brethren, we too admit that if the Lord had wished to become man without being born of woman, this was certainly an easy matter for his sovereign power. But here he has shown us that no human being, regardless of sex, should be without hope. It was as though Christ said, when I made man, I made them male and female. I do not condemn my own creation. See, I have been born a man. See, I have been born of a woman. It is not, therefore, my own creation that I condemn, but the sins which are not my handiwork. Augustine shows us that being a human is good, that being male is good, that being female is good. And he shows us this not only by the fact that God created us this way, but also by the incarnation and birth of Jesus. God chose to become one with humanity. God chose to become a man, and God chose to be born of a woman. Ironically, in the modern feminist's incessant desire to be like man, she rejects the special honor God has bestowed upon her. Viewed in this light, most of feminism as we know it is actually anti-feminism. And this anti-feminism, masquerading as feminism, blinds us to the glory given to both sexes and to their unique role in God's salvific plan. Thus the strangeness and the brilliance of Augustine's point. God could have simply become a man without woman's involvement whatsoever. But God chose to be born of a woman. Not only does he honor both sexes, he also reveals the symmetry and beauty of his plan of salvation. He would see to it that since man fell through what woman gave him, man would be restored through what woman gave him. The word that came from Eve brought death. The word that comes from Mary brings life. The word that came from Eve was the serpent's word. The word that comes from Mary is God's word, the word made flesh. Eve preached. Mary gave birth. From woman's preaching came man's destruction. From woman's giving birth comes man's redemption. Of course, we should be absolutely clear Eve is no more the cause of man's fall than Mary is the cause of man's salvation. The cause of man's fall is Adam himself, as the scriptures plainly teach. The cause of man's redemption is Jesus himself, as the scriptures plainly teach. But we do not, therefore, omit the role of woman, either in the order of sin or in the order of salvation. Rather, 
we confess with the scriptures the roles that woman plays, including that of Eve and Mary. And we simultaneously marvel at and begin to comprehend why God chose to be born of a woman. Woman, too, must be restored. And more specifically, her role in the fall must be reversed. And so it is. From woman's hand, mankind received death. So from woman's hand, mankind will receive life. The fruit of the tree in Eve's hands brought death. The fruit of the womb in Mary's hands brought life. The fruit of Eve brought separation from God. The fruit of Mary is called Emmanuel, God with us. The fruit of Eve brought pain in childbirth and marital strife. The fruit of Mary brings a new birth of water and the Spirit and the wedding feast of the Lamb. The fruit of Eve brought hard labor for earthly bread. The fruit of Mary is the bread of life freely given. The fruit of Eve brought pain and sweat and thorn and thistle. The fruit of Mary, with pain and sweat, with thorn and thistle wrapped around his head, removes this curse forever. The fruit of Eve defleshes man and returns him to dust. The fruit of Mary enfleshes God and returns man from the dust. Yes, the fruit of Eve hung from a living tree and yet brought us death. And the fruit of Mary hung from a dead tree and yet brings us life. And what fruit is it that hangs from the tree of the cross but his own body and his own blood? Take eat, he says, take drink, and I will from you all the curse remove. In choosing to be born of a woman, he becomes woman's offspring, woman's word, and woman's fruit. Not only is woman saved by childbirth in his birth, but the role of woman is wonderfully reversed. From the hand of woman, we first received the fruit of death. And now from the womb of woman, we receive the fruit of eternal life. O woman, blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen.